Borada, good morning. A very warm welcome to morning worship. Today we're recording our service in St David's in Lacha, and it's really good to have your company. Remember that our churches are open for services in person and we would love to see you. But if you still feel unable to join us on site, it's really good to have your company online. Today, Andrew is going to be speaking for us, Rob will be reading, and Liz will be praying for us. As we begin our service together, let me pray today the special prayer for the church, the collect. Almighty God, in Christ you make all things new. Transform the poverty of our nature by the riches of your grace. And in the renewal of our lives, make known your heavenly glory. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
Our reading is taken from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 12. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to dumb idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in every one, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same Spirit. And he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Listen to a reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 2. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now, standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water, that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. O oh God, help us to listen to your word with understanding. 
to receive it with faith and to obey it with courage. For Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. It's that time of year where we're looking for the link. How on earth did the stories of a few shepherds and some very odd foreigners get to be more widely known? How did Jesus come to be a household name in his own time? And yes, 2,000 years and a good many more miles later and further. Well, one of the answers is here. Jesus makes a great deal of wine. But you needn't worry, because it's a sign. The first of a series of signs in John's Gospel. But what's a sign and what's it for? This is a story that I seem to know quite well. And there are all sorts of layers and points and bits of symbolism in it that it's almost in danger of becoming overloaded and confusing, which it isn't at all, really. Let's start at the end. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. It's a sign... It's a miracle. It's not just something odd or unexpected. It's not a magician's trick. It is, if you like, a clue to what's going on. And a clue to why people are taking notice. Why ears are pricking up and people are looking in one particular direction. And all the signs point to Jesus. Not because he's looking for publicity. Jesus, in many ways, is quite shy of publicity. And in the case of every single sign, there's a good and compassionate reason for the miracle behind it. In this case, there is a family severely embarrassed by the failure of a wedding feast. This is something which is going down in village history in the black column for a very long time, unless something happens. And it does. And the signs point to Jesus too, as an answer to a need. It's not just a, oh, let's have some fun, let's do something spectacular. No, there's something that needs doing. And here you've got lots of details which are really significant. John has an eye for what's going on, not only in this story but in others. But did you notice there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification? Maybe you're not into number symbolism, but it's not seven. It's not the perfect number, the number that brings heaven and earth together. It, it's, it's one short. It's slightly deficient. The water's useful, but it's not quite working like it ought to. 
And so it is that another thing, the wine of the Jewish celebration, even in a happy marriage, is beginning to run out. It's not, it's not working like it ought to. There needs to be something new. And yes, teenagers will enjoy this one. The mother must no longer dictate what is to happen. Jesus, actually it's more respectful than it sounds in English, but Jesus has to tell his mother, don't interfere, this is my ministry and I'll do it my way. And of course there's nothing here to force belief. It doesn't take you by the scruff of the neck and say, you've got to be a Christian, you haven't any choice. But there is reason and encouragement to follow, to listen, to ask questions, to learn. It's a sign, and signs are important. And all the signs in John, and right through the Gospel in the New Testament, point to what God and his kingdom is like. It's not an accident that this is a celebration, a wedding. Jesus' ministry is about full life. It's about the proper party. And again, this is an endorsement of marriage. It's a bit sad, isn't it, that somehow that's become politically unacceptable. And yes, Let's be sympathetic to those who are called to live a single life. There are good reasons for it and good ways of doing it. But marriage is also a good gift of God to people who will benefit from it enormously. Couples, children, society at large. Let's not forget that or lose it in our correctness. And more widely, as we see in lots of other signs that Jesus does, Jesus is setting about restoring and improving relationships. The signs always point away from manipulation, from the desire to control and force people, and point in quite the opposite direction, to freedom, to responsibility to a gift and the opportunity to respond, but not to coercion. And we can go on. There are many signs that point to what God gives. So in particular here, we've got the provision of wine in quantity. My calculations suggest 150 gallons or 900 bottles. That's not a niggardly provision. And it wasn't just plonk to plonk. This was wine of notable quality. And significantly so. It was good. Here again, we see God's provision in Jesus' action. 
Jesus quietly, without making a fuss, without embarrassing the host, enables the feast to continue. And indeed, Jesus and his disciples are welcome guests. One might wonder, actually, whether it was the fact that 12 thirsty disciples came uh, may have contributed to the shortage in the first place. But it's still important that they are welcome guests, not a burden to be shouldered. They are good people to have around. They will make the celebration celebratory, fun. It's important. As so often in John's Gospel, there's a lot to look at. And his eye for detail takes us into further parts of the Gospel that are intriguing and helpful and enlightening. But let's not get lost in the detail. Important though it is. This is a simple reminder of how Jesus became known, of why the story spread, and indeed has spread and stuck, even in our time and our culture. Jesus was a welcome guest who transformed a party when it looked as if it might really go nose down. It was a sign of what he was doing and pointed to a God with a generous understanding of people, of ordinary people, and a willingness to give what was good and to help repair what was damaged or disordered. Gently, kindly, effectively. That's the sort of God we can really celebrate. Amen.
Let us pray. Let us pray for the church, for the world, and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, we thank you for hearing about Jesus' first sign or miracle of his ministry, the changing of water into wine. May we as Christians learn that we too should listen for his instructions, and however hard the work, labour as the servants did, filling the heavy water jars for him to turn into wine. When Jesus is at the party, there is always enough of what is needed, for whenever there's a need, he will be there to provide for us, creating abundance from scarcity. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In our cycle of prayer for the second Sunday of Epiphany, we pray for the Church of England and for our Diocesan Investment Committee and Chair, Mr David Riggs. We pray for Archbishop Andrew and all Christian ministers, including all the clergy in our ministry area and their family. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give wisdom and desire for peace to all our world's leaders. Guide them to lead their countries wisely and to bring peace and justice to the people and lands under their control. And work towards amicable relationships with countries where there is unrest in an effort to foster harmony. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give grace to us, our families, friends and neighbours, May we serve Christ in one another and love as he loves us. We pray for the political leaders of Wales, local political leaders, and also community leaders and workers. May they be guided by you to do their best in the work they do on our behalf. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind or spirit. Give them the joy of your salvation. Comfort and relieve them in their need. Give them patience in their suffering and bring good out of all their afflictions. We pray for those in our thoughts and in our own prayers. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We remember those who have gone before us in the peace of Christ. We give you praise for all your faithful ones with whom we rejoice in the communion of saints. We remember our own loved ones and ask you to grant us with them everlasting light and peace. And finally, in silence, we bring before you our own needs and concerns. In the communion of all the saints, we commend ourselves and one another, and all our life to you. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
A big thank you once again to everyone who's taken part in our service this morning. And thank you to you for joining us. It's been really good to have your company. I hope that you've seen Jesus a bit more clearly, learned to love him more dearly, and to follow him more nearly. Remember that throughout the week we're always here for you. If there's anything we can do to help, we would love to hear from you. Do get in touch, either spiritually or practically. We're always here to lend support. And now as a new week begins then, let me pray for God's blessing upon us. A bendith dyw holl y lliog, y tad y mab ar y sbryd glan, a fôn eich plith, ac a drigo gyda chi'n wastad. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, be with you today and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.